0: You're listening to the 1208 Podcast from 1208 Greenwood Free Methodist Church in downtown Jackson, Michigan. Kevin said it well in his prayers. There's been a lot of heaviness lately. As I look at the prayer list that I have, I realize there's just stacking up with some prayers that seem like impossible things. People have faced stuff for long amounts of time, looking for answers, waiting for answers, praying for answers, hoping for answers, and feeling distant from answers, and knowing that sometimes all I can offer myself is to pray. Be faithful, and uh, we've been going through Isaiah. But I just felt within the heaviness, like this week just was a week to pull back and speak about God's love. Um, if anything, it's an antidote, right? It's what we have to rely on at all times, whether life's going easy or hard, in the trials. And the times where we can just walk every day very easily. So rather than preach in a normal kind of way, I've just kind of written up a poem of sorts on God's love. Kind of read this to you, and then we'll continue worshiping. Love is a loaded word. To use it too soon in romance is to risk losing the romance to use it too late is to do the same it's carefully aimed and timed like a precision bomb hoping to strike its target with such accuracy that its powerful blow will shake their world without causing unneeded collateral damage love is an explosion some call it hormonal science while others consider it mystical Still others struggle to apply any such label as its powers are far too great to define, its blindness, a black hole of ineptitude, rendering solid bones in the marrow and iron frowns in the smiles. For love needs no chisel, this is all the tool necessary in and of itself. Love is the undefinable experience of holding a newborn and feeling the immense heaviness of what a few pounds can really weigh. Love is found not only in the essentiality of feeding a child what they need to survive, but also in the essentiality of staring at them while they sleep, covering a child with a blanket to the delight of their subconscious smile. Love is a force to be reckoned with, and surprisingly easy to confuse with hatred. For hatred disguised as love can motivate kings and peasants into war over concerns of both the utmost and the not most. With a hate that wields itself like a sentient sword until the spilling of blood breaks a soldier out of their spell to find they serve a villain masquerading as a hero. Love is sometimes hard to identify. And sometimes easy to confuse with other rages. It's both obvious and subliminal, blatant and hidden, discernible and confusing. And the deep well from which lesser emotions mutate, giving rise to both monster and muse. Yes, love is a loaded word. Because so many seek to define it by their experience, it's no wonder we get confused. For the Dictionary of Life offers 7.6 billion definitions, each with their own thesaurus, that not only fly in the face of another's experience, but assault the very face of reason. Is a complex word, notoriously difficult to nail down. But that's in part because love, as they say, is divine. We come from it. We live in it. And we go to it is defined not by the flesh, but by a spirit, not by science, but by unscience. And such definitions are rightly hard to craft, for the creator is in many ways a mystery to the created, able to be observed from afar, but not always understood. But we are not therefore blind and lost, for such observations show us all we need to know love is god and god is love and those who know god therefore know love they hold in their hands the one definition to rule them all all other definitions are antonyms at worst and severely unable to encapsulate truth at best For love is an incorporeal spirit known as Yahweh with a corporeal body known as Jesus. Both forms there in the beginning speaking and breathing life, the spirit brooding over an egg about to crack, giving way to a planetary construct of love should all things go according to plan. A race that knows love because it comes from love and spends its energy renewing the earth with and in love tiny mirrors of a great light reflecting the divine not refracting it standing in the light and spreading its glory not lying dull and uninspired in the shade we exist out of desire because god is desire he does not need us for his own sake yet remains jealous for us in his great love he knows intimately the inner working of our souls keeping track of every hair on our heads meticulously recounting to double triple and quadruple check knowing us better than any spouse or parent the one whom the whole for he is both the ultimate spouse and parent the one whom the whole system shadows and foreshadows when we see love in one another we have laid eyes upon the divine in some way be it a dim reflection that reminds us that our heavenly father is like this but so much better Or a piercing beam of light upon our eyes that forces us to raise our hand in both protection and worship as the shape of God is burned into our retinas. And as God reveals himself to us in his sacred narrative, his shape is clearly formed in our mind's eye. For he creates out of love and then treats us with love. He is the activist that frees us from slavery and the judge who calls our enemies to account. Yet unlike us, he is one who loves our enemies just as much as he loves our friends, just as much as he loves us. His eye is on both the oppressed and the oppressor, not withholding the essentials of life from hearts of darkness, but taking care of them with a generous audacity. He's a liberator and an enemy lover, a perfect judge with perfect verdicts because of his perfect meticulousness. He's patient. And forgiving allowing former heinous sins to be blotted from the record of those who give their life to him crossed out in an ink crafted from his own veins he bit the bullet for all jumping in front of the machine gun fired by hate ammunition piercing his hands feet and side not just so good people might live but so bad people might be convinced going so far as to win over the murderers who fired the guns, saying, you are capable of this. But I am capable of much more. He is the spell breaker, the curse taker, the immense light capable of overthrowing the black hole of darkness, shattering the thick ice of our Arctic bodies to give way to frozen souls underneath, thawing us out of a zombie-like state, until color returns to our skin. In his love, God makes himself lowly and humble, daring to hatch plans that no other divine being would ever dream of, from putting on the lowliness of skin to descending to the depths of the social ladder. He becomes like a refugee to reach the refugees, like a homeless man to reach the homeless, like a slave to reach both slaves and their masters, Dining with the castaways and outcasts, not just out of love, but to invest in advertising with the price of action. Focus the camera over here, he says. Zoom in, get a closer shot. I need them to see this. There he dines with the unstigmatized sinners and the stigmatized sinners all the same. The religious, the unreligious, and the irreligious. Some will leave the dining table coming to him in the boldness of broad daylight, others under the cover of night, perhaps others won't come to him at all, having just crashed the party for the magic of the moment, but they are loved just the same. As beams of light shoot out from his presence to feed their souls, planting seeds of heaven meant to emerge in due time as the spirit waters, love has a true definition. And when we turn to the corporeal son of the incorporeal God, we see love as it truly is. In its highest and most miraculous revelatory form. Any other definition is a mere trifle. Written both by those who don't know God and those who do but prefer to craft the definition of love to their own design. Setting boundaries as to who can and can't be loved. Love is a loaded word. It's explosive. It's a force to be reckoned with. It's consistently hard to put into words. And surprisingly easy to confuse with hate. So we must turn to the divine and in doing so find that God is love. And love is God. That God loves both you and your enemy. And that includes those of us who are our own worst enemies. It is here that love calls us to repent and be loved. And here that we find the security of a love that doesn't fail, of a love that doesn't give up, of a love that remains unconditional. It is here that a Trinitarian community warmly welcomes us. Not just to know what love is by definition, but by experience. God, I pray over the heavy hearts here today. For those who look at you and say, Jesus, you said if I followed you, it would be easier. That you would... Help with the weight. Would you speak to their hearts right now and would you show them, even in their mind's eye and their memories, how you've been there the whole time, how you've been watching the whole time, how you've never left them the whole time. Even in the darkest moments, those moments where they're screaming out, God, where are you? Would you show them in those memories where you are? your meticulousness. We give our lives to you to follow you, holding strong even when it sucks and holding strong even when life is good. Recognizing that you hold on to us strong at all times, no matter what. And that you can do no other. For you are love. Give us your eyes to see others the way you see them. Give us your eyes to see Jackson the way you see it. As we continue to pray in Jackson as it is in heaven. That this would become a microcosm of your kingdom of love now we might be a part of that